Hello and good morning, Jollyville. This is Amanda Keaton, host of Coffee Filters here on KJVR Jollyville Radio. Fireworks, champagne toasts, singing old Lang Syne. It's a new year, Jollyville, and some of our usual traditions might have to be observed in our hearts and imaginations rather than together and in person. No matter what your celebration looks like, we're so glad to have you with us here in Jollyville as we all journey into 2021 together. Now, Spoopy the Boop and Chauncey are at the Monster Truck Expo. We'll be cutting to them for live coverage in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors. Delicious, saccharin, dairy-free, announcing the all-new line of luxury ice cream made for vegans and lactose intolerant people by the designer Robert Cheerful. Let me take you back, back to a time of innocence, a time before television. A time where the whole family would gather around the radio to listen to their favorite radio program. Anything from Fibber McGee and Molly to Jack Benny. So let me take you back in an old-time radio comedy time machine. Available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Grab your butts and bring them on down to the wild world of monster trucks. Presented by the Malakoff Bubble Bath Factory of AK's Mad Art Designs. Featuring your favorite trucks like Dashboard, Cabastion, Taylor Stickship, and Fluffy. This Wednesday at the Jollyville Exhibition Grounds. Be there or be lasagna. Thanks for tuning in to Jollyville Radio, KJVR. I'm Chauncey Applegate. And I'm your co-host, Spoopy the Boo. Today, we're broadcasting live from the Jollyville Exhibition Grounds, where the competitors are showing off their trucks in advance of the Demolition Derby. Yes, the exhibition is hosting the 10th annual Monster Truck Show, and to celebrate, they've invited us in to talk with the contestants and fans about this special passion. Shall we go in, Spoopy? I can't wait, Chauncey. Let's go! Wow. The last time I saw so much chrome and rubber in one place was during my root canal with Dr. Palatine. Why don't we talk to some of the attendees to get their opinions? Excuse me, sir. Uh, could you tell us your name and what brought you to the Monster Truck Rally today? My name is Jensen Mutton, and I've been coming to this here derby every year since the time I was a little kid. What are you most looking forward to for today? Well, I heard that AK from AK's Mad Rad Designs was going to be making a special appearance to give away a new product they've been real exclusive about. And that never happens. They're so secretive. I'm going to give me an autograph, though. Come on, baby. Skip! How inspiring. Chauncey, let's go over there to the home-built full custom section. Wow, look. That's a really cool truck with all straight body lines, but nothing seems to be in the right place. 
Oh yeah, so weird. Let's see if we can find the owner. Uh, I'm Paul Fredrickson, mayoral candidate. I'm also a handyman, which is very useful when building a custom monster truck like this one. It was inspired by my great love for neo-cubist art. I hope that my dedication to the craft will draw people's attention to the campaign ads on the side. Well, it's hard to miss those, but what's with the one that says AK's Mad Rad Designs? AK's Mad Rad Designs makes top-of-the-line parts and accessories for monster trucks. They are hard to afford on a handyman's limited budget, but I was able to arrange a good discount by agreeing to advertise on my truck. It was a very secretive deal. I never even got to meet this AK person. Well, Paul, your truck sure catches my eye, and I really like that beautiful mirror paint finish you've got. Not again, Chauncey. Hey, Paul, do you have any favorite trucks you think we should see? Just like people, each truck is unique and beautiful in its own way. But personally, I'm excited because AK's Mad Rad Designs is supposed to be making a rare public appearance. Thanks, Paul, and good luck on your campaign. Woo-hoo! Is that you, Chauncey? Is that you, Spoopy? What are y'all doing here? We're giving our listeners a taste of the monster truck world. What are you doing here, Kitty? Why, I'm here with Peggy Breaker to showcase our new collaborative creation. Yep, that's right. Really, Kitty? I thought you and Peggy were arch enemies. Wow. After all that thoroughly and unnecessary unpleasantness at the casserole cook-off, Peggy and I decided we were just going to bury the spatula and find a way to get along with each other. Isn't that right, Peggy Dale? Uh, life's too short for meanness. Well, we started talking, you know, a little jibber-jabber here, a little jibber-jabber there, and discovered we both had a passionate and long-abiding interest in all things big and showy, just like these here monster trucks. So we decided to work together on one for this very event. Yeah, but only for the show. I mean, who knew? We actually work pretty well together, and turns out, though you could have fooled me, Peggy may be a little on the, shall we say, brittle side, but actually she ain't such a crusty old hinkle widget after all. You're pushing it, Kitty. What are you most looking forward to at this event? Well, I'm so excited to finally see A.K. of A.K.'s Mad Rad Designs. I hear she's going to be giving away a brand new item before it's even released to the general public and on the store shelves. Can y'all believe it? She? I thought A.K. was male-identified. Well, well... Well, I don't know. Male here, male there. What's the difference? They're all so elusive. Thank you for your time, and good luck in the drawing. Say, look over there. That truck looks like it has some familiar faces next to it, and an attachment on top I have questions about. 
Let's go say hello. Oh, hey, it's you guys again. Ski! Come on, look at this one. Let me introduce you to the owner. This is Richard Diaries. What can you tell us about your monster truck? Why, hello. Our truck is called the Five Tire Crusher, and I don't know how we'll do in the general competition, but I feel very confident about taking home the prize for loudest horn. You look familiar. Weren't you on average size desk concerts? Jollyville Brass Band, right? No, Jollyville Brass Sextet, Chauncey. Quintet, actually. And yes, that was me. I repurposed a piece of bass trombone to make the monster truck horn, and I'm happy with the results. Did you call it the Five Tire Crusher? I'm saying six tires. Well, one is from Canada. And doesn't the spare tire make seven? You never count the spare tire. Okay, enough of this guy. Who's next? Hello! The Jabber Language Learning Monster Truck can take you all around the world. Want to run with the bulls? Compete in the Tour de France? Snorkel the Great Barrier Reef? Why not do it in a monster truck? Well, okay, but... And this year we hope to compete in the loudest and most obnoxious horn contest. Just listen to these fine horn honkings. Aloha. Jumbo. Bonjour. Guten Tag. Anything is possible with the Java Language Learning Monster Truck. Hey there, Monster Truck fans. It's time to grab your butts and get over to the exhibition stage for the new product demonstration by AK's Mad Rad Designs, presented by Carrie Gardner of KJVR. Hey, Spoopy, look over there. Isn't that Amanda Keaton? It sure looks like her, Chauncey, and she's headed right to the exhibition stage. I thought Frankie said we were the only ones covering this event. No way Amanda would be here on her own. We better follow her to find out. Boy, she's quick. I'm having trouble following her. I, I don't see her anymore, do you? No, I think we lost her. Well, let's just go to the exhibition stage and see if we can reconnect with her. Step right up. Step right up to the main stage. I'm Carrie Gardner, one of the reporters for Turkeys and Icing Sports Show on KJBR. The most highly anticipated product releases in motorsports is about to begin. AK's Mad Rad Designs will be raffling off a secret prize and you must be present to win. This is what we've all been waiting for. Oh, I just can't wait to see who AK is. Oh, I hope I win that Mr. Raffle. Skip! May I introduce to you the head of AK's Mad Rad Designs, the most hardcore designer in all of monster truck history, Amanda Keaton! Sleek, retractable, counterweight-assisted. Introducing the all-new Monster Truck Booster Step by AK's Mad Rad Designs. Great! AK is Amanda Keaton? And now for the drawing. One lucky Monster Truck enthusiast will take home one of these brand-new Booster Steps absolutely free. And the winner, drawn at random, is... Peggy Breaker. Yes! Yes! Ma, that's wonderful! Wow, wow, Peggy, that will look just divine on our truck! On our truck? No way! 
this booster step is coming home with me. Well, I never, I just simply never. Now you listen here, Peggy Breaker. You may be the kind to do your grocery shopping by slipping cantaloupes and canned hams down your booster pants, but that booster step is coming home with me, yeah? That's our raffle, folks. Come back at the top of the next hour for the winner of the loudest and most obnoxious horn contest, presented by J.T. Flower and Associates. Hey, Amanda, over here. Oh, hey, guys. Holy smokes, we had no idea that you were so involved in monster trucks. Darn right, Spoopy. The radio biz is fun and all, but it barely puts food on the table. The real money is in custom equipment design, if you got what it takes. So what's so special about this booster step? Take a look at my truck here. Notice anything? Hmm. Looks like a pretty normal monster truck to me, Amanda. That's part of the plan, big man. How much you go open the door and hop in? Wow, that's fantastic, Amanda. That step just drops right out of the frame like magic. Yep, and retracts again as soon as the door closes, so there's nothing that reduces the ground clearance. The step automatically measures your weight and gives just the right amount of kick, no matter how big or small you are. We're hoping it's going to be one of our biggest selling products ever. Even a big guy like you thought it was going to be tough getting up there. How do you think it seems for a little thing like me? Anyone who has one of these won't need to haul those annoying portable stairs around with them anymore. What the heck was that? Oh, don't worry. That was just someone testing their horn for the loudest and most obnoxious competition later today. Sounds like a potential finalist to me. I'm going to go have a look. Thanks for the demo, Amanda. I hope your booster step is a big hit. Well, Spoopy, I guess that's it for us today. Too bad, Chauncey. We've barely scratched the surface of what's here. That might not be the best phrase to use around all these exotic paint jobs, Spoopy. But we've sure had a fun time here today live at the Monster Truck Show. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Chauncey Applegate. And I'm Spoopy the Boop, signing off for now from the Jollyville Exhibition Grounds. You're listening to KJVR Jollyville Radio. This is Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar. We're continuing our conversation with Bob Dawn, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner in Northfield, Minnesota. Now, I know you're doing some uh, incredible work throughout the country with opioid addiction and recovery, which is a national crisis, the addiction. How did all that start and what's being done about it? Yeah, I think... I, I got really interested in it. Um, I used to work in an ER before I was a psych provider uh, in downtown Minneapolis. And I mean, every single day we would see multiple people coming in uh, with uh, opioid overdoses, whether it was heroin use, prescription meds, whatever. Um, and I mean, it, just from an anecdotal standpoint, it was, it was obviously a problem in the community. And um, I just found out as I got into being a psychiatric provider that it was kind of this area that nobody really wanted to deal with. Uh, it, it was just this category on its own, separate from medical issues, separate from mental health issues. And I started to realize nobody really wanted to touch it. It was just something that, that even in the professional world, there was still so much stigma around that people didn't know how to talk about it or people didn't know how to not blame people for the choices that they made that led them to that um, area of their life. And I just really felt a moral and ethical uh, drive to 
not be a part of that. And I found out that there were ways that um, I could get a special DEA waiver and special training to provide medications that directly helped with that uh, crisis. Like you mentioned, it is, it's a national crisis. And uh, I went through that training and, and did just that, uh, worked to, with the county to open up my own um, opioid use disorder uh, treatment clinic. And it's been very uh, fruitful. Like it, 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 it's, it's just really positive to see um, helping individuals uh, work through those, those issues and to also see the education that we can spread throughout the community. Um, and again, because of COVID, the level of collaboration that we do with sheriff's departments, ERs, other doctors, therapists, chemical dependency groups, county social work, like just enormous levels of collaboration. We've been able to educate the community and, and teach them that just like diabetes, opioid addiction is a disease. And you wouldn't look at somebody who comes into your ER who has diabetes and is having a you know, diabetic ketoacidosis and say, oh, here comes another insulin seeker. Like, and yet, you know, we have the, some people who would say, here comes a drug seeker. And so working on trying to change that has been, uh, we've seen a lot of positive change in our community. So. Now you, you alluded to the concept of uh, dual diagnosis. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What specifically um, would you want me to talk about on that? The intersection between like some of the mental health things going on, maybe with COVID and people using more alcohol. Mm, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, there is a lot of crossover. And um, what we've seen in, in studies and uh, has shown that more than 40 to 50% of people with an addictive disorder, whether it's uh, alcohol use, even tobacco use, um, opioid use, it, it, it's generally diagnosed in, in combination with um, diagnosable mental illness. And almost always there's some form of trauma that has happened in a person's life or something, or possibly just the, the untreated mental illness that what's going on there, what the, what the process is, is they're, they're looking for some way to get the symptoms to go away. And as you go through life, maybe you um, try, a, try a drug or you drink your first drink of alcohol or, or whatever the case is, you have a, your first cigarette and you realize that maybe your anxiety is a little bit less when you do that. Um, maybe you don't have the nightmares that you had when you were um, just trying to go through life without that. And so you kind of subconsciously are uh, looking for ways to make those symptoms go away. And unfortunately, it's not always the, the healthiest thing, you know, using these different substances to do that. But that's where a lot of the addiction comes from that we see is, is in conjunction with these other diagnoses. You mentioned trauma. Do we need to wait on a traumatic event? I mean, we're all experiencing trauma through COVID-19, but... We need to wait on a traumatic event to, I guess, make sure that we are healthy mentally. That's a that's a, another really good question, and there are 
probably multiple ways of addressing that. It's also a very difficult question um, because the best way to approach trauma is different in every situation. It's different with levels of trauma and it's different with different people. Uh, there is a period where we look at trauma as being acute versus chronic. And you definitely do want to address trauma that, has, that people have experienced sooner than later because the processes that happen within a person's brain that lead to some of the things like um, insomnia, whether it's from nightmares or just being afraid to go to sleep, um, the hypervigilance, so like looking out for events that were traumatic in the past that might happen again, avoiding people, not making emotional connections um, because of that. Those things get worse with more time so if you haven't addressed the trauma early on, it's hard to um, work on bettering those symptoms if they've really become ingrained in a person. So Bob, if we realize we're experiencing some mental health challenges or addiction or worried about a loved one who we think is, uh, if they're experiencing the same, uh, what resources can we point them to or look at ourselves? There's always, like the first thing, like I just mentioned, there's always each other. And that's a, that's a really great starting point, right? Checking in on each other and, and saying, you know, uh, hey, like if you're worried about somebody, first thing, like just text them or call them and see like, are you getting out of bed every day? Like just ask a harder question, not how are you doing, but like, are you getting out of bed? You know, um, things like that. Like, is it is it maybe a little bit worse than than what we uh, think? Because um, everybody, you know, how are you doing is a loaded question these days, and so uh, finding other ways to approach it. And 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 again, like just being therapeutic to your friends, your family. If if those worries come up, trying to have that hard conversation, and encouraging them to find help talking to other people and sharing our problems and working through some of these emotional difficulties has the same effects on people's brain chemistry that are the medications that we use do. They literally have effects on people's brains, just talking with people and working through those problems. So encouraging people to seek out therapy, even if they're not really just at rock bottom struggling, um, it's a fantastic first step to starting to open some of those doors and um, making some of those positive changes. Bob Dawn, it's been really good talking to you, man, and we wish you the best of the best. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure chatting with you today. This has been Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar and Dig This. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Peace. The creative team of cast and writers behind Jollyville Radio includes Uncle Asar Al-Kabalon, Emily Ansonick, Lizzie Brister, Michael Crosa, Michelle Darcy, Richard Dayries, Brian Green, Alan Kay, Susanna Kay, Pilar Kepperda, Robert Leary, Brian Routson, Thomas Schlitt, Michael Stanley, Matt Waite, and Kay Wise. The recording was made in accordance with social distancing. Help us spread the word about Jollyville Radio. Tell a friend, post on social media, and be sure to subscribe to get updates about new episodes. You can find us on the web at jollyvilleradio.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Jollyville Radio. 
Jollyville Radio is directed by Michael Croso with lead editing provided by Dr. Monse Santian and social media help from Amy Costa. Jollyville Radio is a production of Jollyville Brass Quintet, member of Austin Creative Alliance. We are based in Austin, Texas. For KJVR in Jollyville, I'm your host, Jimmy Piecrust. We'll see you next time on Jollyville Radio. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.